Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to everybody listening all over North America, people listening overseas, people on cell phones, on computers, on tablets, on apps. Well, damn it, I hope it's the free Odyssey app. Thank you to people listening on their local affiliates. Sirius XM Channel 158. If you're riding around in your vehicle, thank you for tuning in. You can always listen on a smart speaker. Just ask it to play CBS Sports Radio. How about this? Look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kenny Pickett connecting with Deontay Johnson. Touchdown. Now the Pittsburgh Steelers lead the Tennessee Titans 20-16. There's about four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Will Levis put on his helmet like he was going to go down the field and now score a game-winning drive. Let's see if he does it. It'd be a hell of a way to start your career. Four touchdowns against the Falcons. Beating the Steelers at home. Let's see if Will Levis can go out there and do it. We'll keep you up to date as uh, what has pretty much been, other than this, a crap Thursday night football game. We'll keep you, we'll keep you up to date as we continue to roll on. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who tuned in to the first hour of the show. Uh, we get started 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Super producer and host Dave Shepard. He's holding it down for us in New York City. And we were able to talk about the Raiders. Devontae Adams spoke and said that, yeah, he's happy that a change was made. Not happy that people lost their jobs, but happy that a change uh, was made. I also want to thank head coach of Florida Atlantic, Dusty May, uh, for coming through and joining us uh, last hour. Uh, We're set at some point to talk to uh, Quinn Buckner uh, just a, a, a tough 24 hours. He was literally uh, getting ready to do a broadcast last night between the Pacers and the Celtics when he learned about the passing of, of his mentor, uh, Bobby Knight. We have more to do throughout the course of the show. We're going to talk about James Harden and his introductory press conference uh, with the Clippers, this Thursday night football game. I want to talk to you about the, the post-results of the World Series Got some news with Bruce Bochy. We have some news with the Big Ten. Just everybody and their mother is basically upset at Jim Harbaugh. So we have a lot to still do. But let's get to your calls. We have some people that have been waiting patiently 
uh, on the lines. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Ramon is calling from Indianapolis. You're on the JR Sport Reef Show. What's going on? Hey, hey, how you doing, JR? Thanks for taking my call. Hope you're having a great night tonight. Pleasant. Hope it's pleasant down in Atlanta. Yeah, want to just add a, another wrinkle uh, and talking about Bobby Knight. I respect him as a coach, but being born and raised in from Gary, Indiana, and just about 60 years old, we have a little different opinion in northern Indiana of Bobby Knight than they do in central and southern Indiana, especially since I've lived a lot of places, but since I've lived in Indianapolis, it's a little bit different. Bobby Knight just wouldn't recruit from my hometown. Jerome Harmon, Glenn Robinson, uh, Winston Garland, Darius Garland's dad, Dan Palombizio, David Rivers. He wouldn't even recruit Scott Skiles, uh, uh, Johnny Ford to play with Iowa. Plenty of great players out of northern Indiana that he just refused to even come look at. He said some pretty bad things about Glenn Robinson, uh, uh, who I know Glenn Robinson, and, and said some bad things about him back then uh, when Glenn went to Purdue. We had a lot of respect for Gene Keating. Because Gene Keaton did recruit a lot from Northern Indiana uh, uh, and, and always got players from Northern Indiana. But for some sort of reason, Bobby Knight didn't. And Indiana still suffers from that now. And that's why they don't have that toughness. They don't have those steel workers' kids that come down with that toughness and give them some toughness. Most of them end up in Michigan State, like Scott Skiles did, or Michigan, like Glenn Robinson's son did, ended up in Michigan. So we got a kind of little different opinion we have about him because – said some bad things about some players from my hometown, and they just never came. Uh, they, I think Dan Dackage was the only one that he got that was from Gary. Dan was born in Gary, but then his parents moved to Merrillville. But I think that's the only one from northern Indiana that like, you could put a finger on that he recruited from. So we kind of have a different opinion about him because a lot of things he would say about our type, our players from northern Indiana. So I just want to throw that wrinkle in there that I know right. personally because Winston Garland was my, was my schoolmate. And Winston played pro. Tell us Frank played pro from Gary Wilders. He just didn't even recruit. He wouldn't even recruit these guys. He wouldn't come talk to them. And so we got okay. a little different opinion. Well, thank you. Because of that. Well, look, thank, thank you, you for sharing, Ramon. Appreciate you for calling up from Indianapolis. Uh, yeah, ain't, ain't no shock. I mean, as I think we can all tell, he was a polarizing figure, and we got a lot of people who have a lot of opinions about Bobby Knight. That's just what it is. You know, I, I heard uh, earlier today someone asked him, Hey, why, why don't you come to New York? Or why didn't you go to New York and recruit? He's like, for what? He's like, I got enough people where I'm at. I mean, yeah, there's going to be opinions galore when it comes to Bobby Knight. There's no shortage of them there. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Bob is calling from Toronto. You're on the JR Sport Reef Show. What's up, Bob? Hi, how are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Uh, I was just calling to say... Uh... I had given up on sports being a Toronto fan, but I still like uh, following it, so I listen to a lot of shows. Uh, just moved recently and discovered your show, and I just really uh, appreciate the kind of vibe and just listening. It's good the way you talk to the, the callers and whatnot and the listeners. And uh, if you got a minute, I'll give you the uh, Bobby Knight perspective from the from a guy who played Canadian college basketball in 95 uh, to 97. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I'd love to hear it, but first, let's let's get this out the way. Tell me the teams that you you've quit on. You 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 quit on the Maple Leafs. You've quit on the Raptors. I mean, I haven't I haven't quit on the Raptors. I still watch them. I watched them tonight. Um, I quit on the Leafs. I used to follow CFL way back when, and actually, even I was a I was a Bills the, uh, fan. The Argonauts. Yeah, and I was a Bills fan, and then I was a Vikings fan. But um, 
Like I, I gave up on the Bills and uh, Pick when they the lost. the Lions. Go with the Lions, man. You know what? I can't watch the NFL anymore. It's just not. It's not as enjoyable as it used to be. And that's. Uh, I mean, I appreciate the speed they run. Like the stuff they do physically and the speed at which they do it is insane compared to 30 years ago, but it's just not the same product, and I just don't really enjoy watching it as much. Uh, well, you know, as you, as you talk about the NFL, and, and uh, uh, we, 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 we just had a guy go down here. I don't know if he's – I hope he's – oh, man, he's, it looks like he's uh, potentially knocked out cold. I, I hope that's the worst of, of what's taking place. Yeah, I oh, look – there, there are a lot of people who, who don't care for the NFL anymore. I, I can certainly understand why. But at least you're still watching some sports. Tell me about your basketball stuff, man. What's up? So I played uh, high school and, and college basketball. Uh, wouldn't have been played. I might have played D3 if I was in the States, maybe, and I was a starter up here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I played from 95 uh, to 97. So it was before the whole Bobby Knight uh, choking incident, which actually – Happened uh, right around when the Latrell Sprewell <laughs> happened as well. Yeah, PJ Carissimo, yeah. yeah. And a buddy of mine was a big, who I played with, was a big uh, Sprewell fan. And the entire team, like all of us were like, oh, it was like none of us thought he was right to do it. Either of them were right to do it, but none of us thought it was like that big of a deal. And looking back on it, I mean, Bobby Knight still had quite a long career after that. And I was surprised after I talked about Sprewell tonight and I looked it up. He played to like 05, and he made about another $80 million in the NBA oh, after wow. the incident. Yeah, Latrell Sprewell basically had more left in the tank. Uh, he decided – he thought he was well deserving of more money from the Timberwolves. I think yeah. at the time he, he refused, I think, a three-year, uh, $21 million deal, and he said, I needed more, and he, he quit. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he got paid. I mean, the, he got overpaid. The Knicks overpaid him. And I don't know if it had anything to do with the incident, but um, the choking incident. But it seemed like he lost an edge after that. And then, and that. Uh, uh, no, he did No, He did not. The man. I didn't. Like, I, I remember take, watching this. He, helped, he helped take the New York Knicks as the star player next to Allen Houston to an NBA's, NBA Finals, although it was yes. a shortened season. Uh, I was about to I was about to talk about that because I was actually I was at the Raptors Knicks um the uh the first time the Raptors made the playoffs I was at the uh their their first playoff game. Well, let me let me tell you this. The man lost no edge because when he was gone from the New York Knicks and when he he was with the Timberwolves and he returned to New York to take on the Knicks, he spent the entire game physic well not physically. We didn't choke nobody out. He verbally <laughs> abused the owner, James Dolan. The entire game, oh, yeah. he cursed him out. That man well, I, lost I, no edge. He's, he's, I and again, I, I just, that's from the perspective, I, yeah. seeing what I could see of them and being the early, late 90s, early 2000s, there wasn't nearly as much content to watch as there is now. Yeah, but, but he is, I mean, he, by the way, to, to fill you in, uh, he is now an employee of Madison Square Garden and James oh, really? Dolan, the same guy that he cursed out. And Did they hire Oakley, these, too, after they threw him out? <laughs> oh, well, he's one of these, uh, you know, team ambassadors. Ambassadors, now. yeah. And he's real yeah. chill. He's relaxed. I've met Latrell. He's a real chill dude. So uh, g- good luck to him, man. But, Bob, oh. thank you for sharing your perspective, man. No problem. I uh, enjoy listening. I'll listen to you more. And uh, if I got anything else worth saying, I'll give you a call again. Hey, listen, man, you know where to find me. Thank you, Bob, for calling from Toronto. As we, we pause here, and, and what is ultimately, you know, our last caller said, uh, I'm not so much of a fan of football. And, and, and these are the parts that really stink. 
And these are the parts that make me say, man, I, I don't want my boy out here playing ball. The Steelers are leading 20-16 to 16 over the Tennessee Titans. There's about two minutes left in the game, a little more than two minutes. They, they haven't even headed to, into the warning. I told you that Will Levis here in his second game has an opportunity to, to, to move forward and, uh, you know, advance the ball and go on a game-winning drive. Well, Will Levis threw a sideline pass pretty damn close uh, to the end zone. And, Shep, I'm trying to see who he threw the ball to. Yeah, Traylon Burks, I believe. Traylon Burks. And Traylon looked like he was going to catch the ball, kind of diving out towards the sideline. He didn't come down with the ball, and he landed on his back. And his head hit the hit the turf rather hard, kind of a whiplash effect. And then he immediately just ended up on his side. Uh, he did not move after that. Uh, the, 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 uh, not the paramedics, but the team doctors, et cetera, uh, immediately went to go tend to him. And at this point, uh, the game has had to have stopped now for it seems like about 10 minutes. And everyone is certainly concerned with what's going on. Uh, they have the gurney, et cetera, out there on the sideline. And uh, I don't want to say that we, we've been through this, Earlier this year, you know, every situation is different. But this is the worst part uh, about football, where, where the game stops and you don't care. It's a violent game. It's the most uh, lucrative sport on earth, most certainly here in the United States of America, or league, I should say. Uh, but this is the worst of it, to see someone go down and, and not know what their issue is. Uh, we'll keep you up to date as, as that continues on. The game is certainly uh, taking a stop here. They're going to have to get going and just play fi- the final two minutes, which is just, it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable watch. Daniel is here from Chicago. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, what's up, JR? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I just want to, because I've been listening to you, but you don't sound good. I said, let me say hello to my friend. Are you feeling much better now? Oh, my voice is still crap, but I'm here making it happen, okay? Okay. I know you 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 are a man of respect. You know, you well, thank you. you command respect. So that's why I need to let you know. So I'm we make you some moves. Shirt. Huh? I'm gonna put that on a shirt. Man of respect. Yes, man of respect. You are man of respect. You know? Thank you. So we're making some moves. The Chicago Bears making some moves now. You know, we got uh Sweat. The new guy. Montez. Montez Sweat, yes. Yes. So he's going to do something for us. We're going to sign him too. So maybe to four or five years so that we, go, so that we can be planning, you know, uh, to get into the uh, Big Bowl, you know, Super Bowl next year. <laughs> well, well you, 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 you promised us the Super Bowl this year for the Bears. And how, yes. how's that one working out? Well, I don't think it's working out. You know, we're losing a lot of coaches now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see that. The coaches go here. Uh, and, yes. And, and Daniel, just to give people a quick update, uh, Traylon Burks is just kind of uh, on the, the motorized gurney, the cart. Oh. They've, ca- they've carted oh. him off the field. He gave everybody that thumbs up, and, and play oh. has already resumed here. Uh, and, wow, okay, I guess that was fourth down because the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have the ball. And now it's just a matter of, of the clock. Hey, any other thoughts, yeah, we, Daniel, before we, we roll out? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm so happy that Texas, they won the uh, World Series. 
The so Rangers? For my well, you were rooting yes, for yes. who with the Rangers? Yeah, no, Rangers, yes. Why were you rooting for the Rangers and you live in Chicago? Oh, yes, I'm rooting for because I, I got my children in Houston, Texas. So I got all my three children in Houston, Texas. I go to Houston most of the time, okay? So the, that's the, why. The Rangers, the Rangers represent Dallas, not Houston. Oh, well, it's uh, Texas. <laughs> okay, all right. It's oh, a, look. It's a I, Texas. It's a Texas thing. I get it, Daniel. That's, all right. Well, listen, man, enjoy the rest of your evening, okay? Okay. Thank you. Drive safe. Thank you so much, Daniel, for calling from Chicago. He's like, yeah, I don't care whether the Rangers play. It's just they're still in Texas. They're the Texas Rangers. I don't know if the people in Houston feel the same way. Uh, probably not. 855-212-4CBS. Eric is calling from Texas. I think he can attest. Eric, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Jared. Thanks for having me tonight. Sure. What's up? Hey, I was thinking about uh, the interview you had, and he was talking about, uh, you know, how Bob Knight demanded respect, or he, he earned the respect from his players, and uh, how, you know, generations change. And uh, so the way coaches coach, they have to change. You know, most coaches these days are kind of like babysitters, uh, but you think of a few like uh, maybe like, Dan Campbell and Bruce Bochy, I mean, they don't have the best talent, but they get the most out of their players. And so I was thinking about this uh, Raiders coach, and uh, it might not translate to wins and losses, but I think if he could just get the respect of his players, I think they'll play hard, and I think it'll um, get them some future work. What do you think about that? Yeah, we, we've seen this before, and I don't think just in specifically football. Normally we see a coaching change take place, and then we see some type of immediate results. But just because of a shift in energy, it's not always lasting. Like, there's not a one-size-fits-all, uh, you know, for what will take place. So, I agree with you. I, I I don't know if Antonio Pierce can go out there and coach. I think being a former player, he'll certainly immediately have a different type of respect than someone like, uh, you know, Josh uh, McDaniels out there. Uh but it, it, what this means in the long run for the Raiders, I, I'm not all that confident, and I told you why. It's because the owner. You can't trust a guy with a bowl haircut like that, okay? Yeah. Hey, I was also thinking about that caller from Toronto. I'm probably the same age. You know, way back in the day when Keyshawn said, give me the damn ball, like way back then everybody's jaw dropped like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. You know, don't put him back in the – you know, don't let him play again. Now it's an every week thing – do you think it's changed a whole lot like that? Like I see Well, it? first of all, Eric, first of all, you calling that way back when? That way back 1990 what? 1998? Uh, that way back when? 98, 99? <laughs> Is that way back when? Yeah, well, that was just the first time I can remember. It seems like Okay. I know it seems like a blink of an eye to me, but it was, yeah. it was a while back, but yeah. Okay, thanks. All right. No, I mean, yeah, you're you're right. Look. If Keyshawn, could you imagine if we had social media when Keyshawn Johnson played? He, he wouldn't have to write a book about giving him the damn ball. He'd just tweet it out. Different world. Thank you, Eric, for calling from Texas. Yeah, man, social media has changed so much. So much. Let's talk about Keyshawn Johnson. What would Keyshawn and Michael Irvin and Michael Jordan 
Larry Bird probably wouldn't be on social media, would he? Probably not. It's the Chair of Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to get some more of your calls on the other side of the break. I told you, speaking of coaches, we got a bunch of Big Ten coaches who are not happy with this uh, current Jim Harbaugh situation. They want to punish him. I'll explain. I'll get some more of your calls. I'll give you an update on Thursday night football between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I want to just thank you uh, for all you do to the nation. I've been very analytical and just looking at you, I can always say one thing. When you say, you know, I don't disagree with what you're saying, I think that's the biggest compliment that you give to people and your marketing edge is that you're doing it on the radio, which is like the telephone versus, you know, being in front of the camera and you know your stuff, man. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It is the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. The Tennessee Titans, man, 26 seconds left in the game. They're down 16 to 20. They are trying to somehow miraculously score a touchdown to win the game. They're going down the field. If Will Levis can do this, this man will be legendary. Head coach Mike Vrabel is on the sidelines just kind of looking around going, I know damn well this rookie quarterback isn't going to do this. He's going to show a whole lot more than four touchdowns against Atlanta if he can end up putting this football uh, in the end zone. He has thrown for 257 yards on the night so far, uh, has yet to throw a touchdown, but also to his credit, uh, hasn't turned the ball over, has not thrown an interception. 855-212-4CBS is the number. It's 855-212-4CBS. There's been a lot of talk tonight uh, about coaching. We had on a coach, uh, Florida Atlantic head coach Dusty May joined us. Obviously, we've talked about uh, the passing of head coach Bobby Knight. And and then also Antonio Pierce, now head coach of the Raiders. Look, Jim Harbaugh, good reasons, bad reasons every season – is somehow, someway in the news. Whether he's being punished for recruiting violations that take place with members of his staff that don't have anything to quote-unquote do with him, or whether it's now sign-stealing scandals. Uh, Maybe he's exploring new job opportunities with teams like the Minnesota Vikings. He cannot stay out of the way. And this this latest sign-stealing scandal has just taken on another life of its own, This has gone from uh, staffers going to games like Connor Stallions, just going to games to him potentially standing on sidelines in disguise. And you can scout and look up uh, teams all you want, but you're not supposed to pre-scout on site and let alone stand around in, in a disguise. And so the Big Ten actually spoke with the commissioner today And they are really encouraging him to go ahead and hand out a punishment to Coach Harbaugh. And it seems that he is probably and likely listening. 
I want you to listen to, to Matt Rule. We know he's the head coach now of Nebraska, and he was asked his thoughts about a week ago about this entire sign-stealing scandal. And he's like, yeah, people steal signs, but yeah, there's a limit to where you can take it. Take a listen to what Matt Rule said about a week ago. Yeah, sign stealing happens every game. Um, there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with teams over there looking over trying to steal our signs. There's nothing wrong with us trying to look at their signs. That's why you should have mics in the helmets, right? Like all these coaches that vote against it every year is because they don't want to teach their quarterback. You know, in the NFL, your quarterback goes out there with three play calls <laughs> because if I see if I see the free safety's foot like that, it might be one high. I'm going to check to this play. And if I, but you get to college and you're watching a game on a Tuesday night, and you know they they got the signal and they're just calling a play. So. That's uh, what makes college football, to me, that's why they score maybe more points, but it's also why the kids are less prepared. So that's why they should, there should be, 100% should be, we could get rid of all the stupid signs on the sidelines and we could get pictures of, you know, rock stars and all that stuff and we could just play football the way it was meant to be. You go to a high school game, there's technology on the sideline. You go to an NFL game, there's technology on the sideline. You go to the college, there's nothing. But that's sign stealing. That's not... I'm not, don't, don't, I would not carry that over to going and filming someone else's practices or something like that. Yeah, filming the practices, I guess, is a little step too far. And I don't know what's going to happen with Michigan. We know Michigan uh, has an opportunity to go out here and and win the national championship. They beat Ohio State. We know that they'll be in the college football playoff. And I don't care if they win or whether or not they lose. We're going to have a conversation in early January about Harbaugh and what this team or what he will do moving forward. Because he's already had to face a suspension to start this season because of recruiting violations. And now here we are at the eight-game mark of the season, and there are more conversations about whether or not he should be suspended. And he says he didn't know. I don't know anything about sign stealing. Well, you the dude at the top of the totem pole. Like somebody has to take accountability for what has taken place. And the buck stops with you. And so, unfortunately, if you are the boss and the folks underneath you are not performing the way that they should, it's what you get paid for, to be accountable. Uh, And unfortunately for him, there there have now been enough instances. If they win, I could see him leaving. Hey, I did what I need to do. I'm going on to the NFL. I could see it. If he loses, I could see both he and Michigan walking away and saying, hey, you know what? This is what we tried to do. It did not work. It's in our both interests or best of both of our interests to just walk away. This is not a, uh, a pretty situation. And I, I really feel strongly that this dude is going to be gone. I think we're looking at the last several games uh, where Jim Harbaugh is going to be the head coach. Because how many more missteps are you going to need to deal with? And he's also been very open about job interviewing or taking job interviews for teams in the NFL. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. David is here from Florida. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I just have a kind of a counter-argument about Bobby Knight, the gentleman that uh, is from Gary. Uh, lost a little credibility when he pronounced Gene Katie, Gene Katie. But uh, he might have had some good points. I would argue that Bobby Knight never really had a recruiting problem. What happened, in my opinion, and I'm an IU grad, I've I've watched every season, I still do, I I love IU basketball, the game kind of passed him. Athleticism came into the game. 
he had uh, recruited a couple of players. Uh, Funderburk was one that I can remember. Another one, uh, I can't remember his first name, but Hart. These guys were super athletic, and he tried to fit them into that same pass three times, no dunking, drop step, hook, don't take a three-pointer if you're open or I'm going to sit you on the bench uh, type of offense, and that just didn't work in that modern-day basketball. That's why when he was fired, Mike Davis let uh, Coverdale and, and Hornsby and those guys shoot threes, and they went all the way to the finals and lost to Maryland and had a really good chance of winning a national championship. It's because they were allowed to actually play modern basketball. So the game just passed Bob Knight. I'm appreciative for the championships that we have, and I thought he was a great coach. But in the end, he wasn't that good of a coach anymore because the game had passed him by. Okay. Well, listen, thank you for for sharing that thought process, David. Thank you for calling from Florida. Yeah, I don't know if I want to say the game went ahead and, and, and passed him by. I think part of that might also, I think there might be truth in a little bit of both. Part of it probably has to deal with recruiting. I'm not going to say the game passed him by. He went on to to Texas. Uh, Lucas is here from Maryland. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how are you doing? I listen to you on the ride home every night, and I'll tell you what, the insight that you give um, is just, I enjoy it so much. So I was listening to you last night talking about Bobby Knight, and um, it really changed my opinion of him. So I looked up some information on him. And he's just not a hothead. He actually donated shoes to local high schools. He did some, he did some like, positive things, too. And um, I also kind of agree with you, too. I don't think the game really passed him by. Uh, you know, he took the Olympic team to gold medals. Too. So he could, he could coach athletic people, too. So I don't know about that either. Um, the question I have, because now I'm down in Maryland, so I have a lot of friends that are uh, Commanders fans. And we were talking, Sorry. and I really like – I really like the trades that they did to get picks. I think that they're change, you know, trying to change things. But um, I don't understand why they're just not saying Eric Benemy at the end of the year is going to be the head coach. Why hasn't Eric Benemy got a shot at head coaching yet? Oh, that's what I uh, Well, that has to be – and thank you, Lucas, for calling from Maryland. That, that's the million-dollar question. Nobody has that answer. Nobody has that answer. I mean, is he rubbing people the wrong way? I mean, let's go back to the offseason when they were still in training camp – and Ron Rivera had to answer questions about how Eric Bieniemy might have been a little too forward and a little too aggressive with some of the players, which they didn't appreciate. And so I, I don't have that answer. You know, is it a matter of, of the word is out via the players that Eric Bieniemy is a little too much of a hard ass? Is he threatening to other coaches? Uh, do owners want to bring him and his personality in? Uh, people will look at his relationship with the Kansas City Chiefs, and they'll say, well, was he calling the plays or was Captain Hamburger out there calling the plays? And so I think there are quite a few uh, boxes that people check against Eric Bieniemy, and I don't know if he's going to get this job. I don't believe Ron Rivera is going to have the commander's job when we get to, to the end of the season. Uh, the commanders were able to get rid of the draft picks now because the trade deadline just passed, and there was no need, really, to just dump Ron Rivera. No need to make this into an entire clown show like the Raiders. And so I expect Ron Rivera to be gone at the end of the year. I expect their GM, Marty Mayhew, to be gone at the end of the year. And if that's the case, I don't think Eric Bieniemy is going to be sticking around because whoever comes in is going to want to bring in 
their own folks as well. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. Thursday night football is a wrap. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a huge fan. I listen to you every night on the way home from work. JR, you are a great sports psychologist. Thank you very much, my brother from another mother. And I like you. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Thursday night football is a wrap, okay? The Pittsburgh Steelers, they come back from behind, and then they ultimately hold on to win the game against the Tennessee Titans. The final score, 20-16 to out in Pittsburgh. The Steelers improve their record to 5-3. and The Tennessee Titans, they fall to 3-5. and We're going to talk about the game and get into the details uh, momentarily and, of course, getting into next hour as well. I did mention to you, as the Tennessee Titans were on one of their attempts at trying to regain the lead and ultimately win the game, that Will Levis, who we'll talk about his performance, not a bad performance here, uh, but certainly not the four touchdowns that he had earlier this week against the Falcons. He threw a pass down the sideline to Traylon Burks. It's a little more than two minutes left to go in the game. Uh, Traylon Burks landed hard. Uh, He was down there for a minute, laying out on his side motionless. Uh, He was carted off the field. He was uh, loaded up into an ambulance And ultimately, we found out that, yes, he has a movement in all of his extremities. Uh, He gave a thumbs up on the the way off of the field. And then it seemed to be after about a a 10 to 15 minute delay uh, that he was uh, or that the game uh, continued on and and moved forward. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Look, this game stunk. That's, there's no other way to put it. Uh, we got two teams here that are just, I don't, I'm not going to say they're moving in opposite directions. The Steelers are certainly still trying to find themselves and see whether or not Kenny Pickett uh, is the guy. He also ran around today uh, with a knee injury, or excuse me, uh, a rib injury following the game against Jacksonville this week. And then you have a rookie quarterback on the other side and Will Levis, who is only now on his, his second career start. And he looked good. The numbers for Will Levis are pretty straightforward here. Uh, 22 completions, 39 attempts, 262 yards passing. He did not throw for a touchdown. He saved all of that for this past Sunday. But he did throw an interception to pretty much seal the game at the end. I do want you to hear this. This is Quan Alexander snatching the ball pretty much right at the end zone. This is courtesy of the Steelers Radio Network. Wide side to his left. Slot that way on third and five at the 19 with 11 seconds to go. Here's the snap. Four-man rush. He looks. He fires for the end. Intercepted. And that is Quan Alexander. His first of the season in this game is over. How about that? Quan Alexander dropped. 
moving deep in the middle of the field and he launches himself upwards and stretches and catches that rock as it's coming in. What a great grab by Quan Alexander. You gotta love that. That's the way to finish it. It's a drop the mic moment. Take that pigskin, take it home, put it on your mantle, because by golly, you deserve it, Quan. Great job. I like, hey, Shep, see that? They need to go teach a class for the Rangers, guys. You know, wouldn't that make sense? Yes. I mean, you get no argument from me. I mean, Eric Nadal, I hope you're listening somewhere, bud. Yeah, no, that, see, that's excitement, and I understand. This is the NFL. It was the game-winning interception, but, I mean, to to listen to the uh, the World Series be called by the, the Texas <laughs> Rangers announcers was right. uh, it's, it's pretty lame. Well, the Hicks guy is good. Nadal's an older gentleman, although I will say, Jr. his wow. final call – of that of that game five clinching World Series victory, that final out, that was pretty good. Well, l- listen to this, and I know there's a difference, radio, TV, et cetera, so on and so forth. Did anybody watch the World Series outside of Arizona and in Dallas? Well, we had to. <laughs> I mean, we had, yeah, and thank God I was able to watch it while I was talking. So, uh, you know, I don't know if I, I count. Look. The five games for the World Series averaged uh, a little more than 9 million viewers. The previous low was about 10 million viewers in 2020 in the pandemic year where we were pushed back about a month. Uh, Ironically, that World Series took place in Dallas, and we saw the Dodgers go out there and beat the Astros in that pandemic year. The matchup? Lowest, this one, today, or yesterday, this year, 2023 World Series, lowest viewership total of any World Series since they started keeping records in the 1960s. That's it. That's it. Monday night's Game 3 had a little more than 8 million viewers, least watched World Series game since records were kept. Game 2 only did a little better. This is... uh. Sad, like what, what's what's going to change? Nothing, not a damn thing. The fans were excited, though. I think they might be the only people uh, that were excited. Uh, one of the news stations uh, down in, in in Dallas, they decided to go do some man on the street. And I mean, the Texas Ranger fans, they were outside crying. I don't think anybody cared outside of Dallas. Listen to this. They didn't believe in us, though. They didn't believe it. They kept counting us out. They kept counting us out. They said when we got hurt, that was, we were going to fall off in the second half. When our starting rotation got hurt, when we lost to AOS, they didn't believe in us. God did. Let's go, Rangers. Let's go, Rangers. Let's go, Rangers. I just want to like, I don't care if we ever get another one again, but to have this feeling finally, I just wanted one my life for us to be the World Series champions. You got it. <laughs> yes, come on. We did it. We did it. Go Rangers. Oh. I mean, even the folks at the end there, they don't even sound all that enthusiastic. Maybe at this point they were already inebriated, quite quite possibly. Uh, congratulations again to the, the, the Texas Rangers. It's kind of already nuts that you can already start to sign some of your own free agents today and that you can start negotiating with others this upcoming Monday. It's like the World Series is over and, and the world has already moved on. Albeit, I think a good portion of the world didn't even care to watch or give a damn about the World Series. But could still, congratulations to Bruce Bochy, 
Uh, this man is now the owner of four World Series titles. He got three of them uh, as a member of the San Francisco Giants. And now he came out of retirement to pick up another one here with the Rangers. This is Bruce Bochy last night being asked about just the success he got. Number four. It's special. I'm not going to lie, it's special to come here in my first year, you know, with the team that was determined to play winning baseball and never won a championship. But as far as me, I, that's a byproduct of what those guys did out there and what the front office did. I, I was alone for the ride, trust me. Uh, I, I was very fortunate and blessed, uh, you know, t- to be able to to get back into baseball in this type of situation. I was in Nashville just relaxing and had three years off and come back and be in this position. I've said so many times, I'll say it again, I, I'm blessed. Man, I, I like when managers always pass the buck, and, and they're honest. And this is specific to baseball. A lot of coaches, every coach will tell you, hey, I'm only as good as the talent that I have out there, and, and that is 100% accurate. But one thing about a baseball manager – yeah, you need talent, but you also need to have a, a, a influence, a calming, cool influence of, of your, your, your clubhouse. You also need the respect of the clubhouse when you need to go out there and make the tough decisions. And Bruce Bochy, man, we've seen him lose his you-know-what uh, at umpires, at, at home plate, but we've also seen him, for the most part, be cool, calm, and collected. It's really no shock, no surprise uh, that he has the same amount of World Series titles as some other guy who was pretty cool, calm, and collected. And that guy happened to be Joe Torre of the New York Yankees. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Enough about the, uh, the championship talk, right? We don't need to talk about the Rangers anymore. It's, I don't think anybody watched them anyway. But when we come back, we do have two teams – that people did watch tonight, even if they put on a crap game. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. Pittsburgh, or Pittsburgh ultimately wins 20-16. to 16, And we come back on the other side of the break. We'll listen to some of the play calls. We'll hear from some of the players. We'll talk to you. And then something that you must hear as we continue on with the show. James Harden has some thoughts or now being a member of the Clippers and wants to share with you his experience as a member of the Sixers. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.